Hello and welcome everyone to the Almost Awesome Podcast. The only podcast that got pregnant from a movie with more testosterone than a Spike TV marathon of Burt Reynolds movies. I'm your host Tanner Rainers, and today said testosterone-fueled movie is none other than Fast and Furious's Hobbs and Shaw. Now, Hobbs and Shaw star Hollywood's most bald and bankable action stars, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Lucas Hobbs, and Jason Pip-Pip Cheerio Statham as Deckard Shaw. Both characters were at one point villains in the Fast and Furious movies, but later became strained allies in future installments. But now, because they are simply too badass to share the screen with the rest of the Fast and Furious team, they now have to try and out-macho each other in their own movie. Now, I unironically love the Fast and Furious series. They are ridiculous and over-the-top, sure, but while the action is always fun, the thing that keeps you coming back are the characters in these movies. The cast always plays so well together, and you can just tell that they enjoy making movies, that you really believe you really believe it when you see these movies, that they're about family, even though that's a cheesy thing to say. Even when Vin Diesel's sometime laughable alpha male demeanor and overblown set of skills that this high school dropout seems to have, he is balanced out by the rest of the by his cast. There is none of that in Hobbs and Shaw. The movie feels like a competition of who can out-macho each other. The story revolves around, well, Hobbs and Shaw, who, come to think of it, at this point are starting to sound like the name of a children's story the more I say the title, having to team up and take on Idris Elba's villain Braxton, a cybernetically enhanced superhuman who is after a virus that will wipe out most of the world's population in an effort to help humanity evolve and stop killing the planet? Or something? I don't know. But the virus is taken by Shaw's sister Haiti, played by Vanessa Kirby, and is injected into her body, which leads her being to being intercepted by both Hobbs and Shaw, forcing all three to work together to secure the virus and stop Braxton. Now, this plot is your basic run-of-the-mill action plot, with, which only exists as an excuse for crazy balls-to-the-wall action, which is nothing new to the Fast and Furious movie. But now we have bulletproof super soldiers that are just basically CGI puppets in most scenes. But even in the Fast and Furious movies, when you had your far-fetched theatrical plots, there was always a much more deeper personal struggle that the team had to fight for, usually involving family. That's what felt lacking in this movie, Sure, Shaw is trying to save his sister, but Jason Statham only has one speed, and that's rugged badass. He doesn't show the same kind of vulnerability that Vin Diesel can, can even when it's through his dopey smile. Hobbs has no personal stakes in this movie, except that he wants to bang Shaw's sister and likes to save the world. 
He does have to go back home to Samoa and meet his estranged family after leaving them for so long and reconciles with them by the end of the movie. But he only does that because he has to. No real desire to return. As for the relationship between Shaw and Hobbs, which is the main focus of the movie, it's entertaining at times, but mostly boils down to juvenile insults and pranks to try and emasculate each other. The whole movie is split down the middle between Johnson and Statham having just as many lines, fights, and story beats as the other to ensure neither is more badass than the other. If you think that this is an exaggeration, websites like Nerdist and Cracked have both reported stipulations in both actors' contracts that they can't lose a single fight in the movie or look weaker than any of their co-stars. Now, stuff like that is nothing new to either Hollywood or the Fast and Furious movies, as that was a big reason for some of the off-screen drama between The Rock and Vin Diesel during the last movie, and a big reason why this movie was made in the first place. Almost like a amicable divorce, so they didn't lose The Rock. But the problem that this creates when in the plot, when your characters are so good at everything, they can't lose. And because of that, you lose any tension that you hope to gain. It lessens it. They win every confrontation with Idris Elba's super soldier character, who's supposed to be stronger and faster than them. But you realize, oh, he's actually pretty easy to beat if you just run him into a few things. This is actually the definition of a Mary Sue, a character who is so good at everything they can't lose. And this movie has two of them with shiny bald heads. Also, there's no reason for them not to really like each other. Only that one beat up the other in one movie, and the later responded by throwing the former in jail. But they did successfully put aside their differences in a previous Fast and Furious movie that it almost feels like backpedaling at this point. We don't really have anything to go on on their relationship. I mean... That's one weird thing about Jason Statham's character, Shaw, is that he killed one of the cast members, not in real life, but he killed one of the characters of the main cast in Furious 7. And, you know, that was a big thing that made him a villain. And then he sort of becomes a good guy at the end of the last movie but it's like he still killed off a fan favorite so that's kind of hard to get past now we do see the differences in each of Hobbs and Shaw's lives at the beginning of the movie in a side-by-side -side comparison one is well-off, and the other lives more modestly. One is strong and direct, and the other is fast and subtle. But 
there could have been so much more to this plot and so much more to the dynamics and the relationship between these two characters. You could have fueled this rivalry by showing at different times in the movie where Hobbes or Shaw's way of doing things ends up being the wrong thing and then vice versa. And that could have really fueled like some of the arguments that they have. When they realize it's costing them their objectives, they compromise and try the other's way and their partnership grows. Instead, they just learn to respect each other by things that they say and that's it. Now, while the movie is lacking any real substance, there are definitely things I liked. There are definite funny moments in this film, and everyone gives a decent and memorable performance at least. The action, while overblown, is still wildly entertaining, and while I was not bored at any point, so it's paced very well. I also appreciated that The Rock is allowed to bring in his Simone culture into the character of Hobbes, and it's giving a good representation to this culture that is rarely shown in Hollywood, and hopefully, I think, hope we see more of it in Hollywood. Vanessa Kirby gives a really good performance as Haiti Shaw that really does balance out the characters of both Hobbs and Shaw. Then there are Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart, who both have cameo roles in this movie, that feel like they were done in reshoots and were added at the very last second, because Reynolds mentions the ending of Game of Thrones, and Kevin Hart has two haircuts in this film. There are a lot of continuity shots like this in this film, where you can tell that they shot something very early on, and had to go back and reshoot it so something made sense. Example, in the trailer you see this ridiculous scene, where Hobbes is holding a line of cars by a chain connected to a helicopter by his own strength alone. It's ridiculous. But in that scene, he's wearing shirt and pants. And earlier, a another scene that was shot probably a little later or incorporated into the movie where The Rock and his family fight off a lot of Braxton's men uh, without any guns, but after being able to turn off most of their weapons because they're used electronically, they start using Samoan uh, weaponry and adorn themselves in... Uh, different garbs. I'm, I'm just going to say garbs, but clothing that is traditional in Samoan culture. And most of them are shirtless throughout it. And uh, wearing some type of uh, robes below their waist. Now, at some point, Hobbes has to quickly take it off take off the robe he's wearing and he's still wearing his pants underneath and even though he was barefoot his shoes miraculously get back gets back on he quickly puts on a shirt and then climbs onto the car and then goes to the aforementioned car scene 
where he's on the back of a truck and then it gets connected to the helicopter. And you can really tell it's just one shot where he just quickly puts it on and like quickly puts the shirt back on. So when I see something like that, I can just tell, oh, they realized that they had to go back and reshoot that. So they're so these scenes made sense. And like I mentioned, Kevin Hart has two different haircuts in this film, so it was obviously done at different times. So that was a little distracting. But even with some of these glaring problems, I still enjoy the movie. And all in all, the movie is really fun. And if you need a solid action movie fix, then this one is perfect to go see to right in the middle of summer. So that's going to be my review ever, uh, today, everyone. So thank you all for tuning in. Wanted this to be a quick one. And I'll see you guys next time.